Hello, this is Christy Kendall with the Align Yourself to Success podcast. And around here, our passion and purpose is to empower entrepreneurs to extraordinary profit through highest level transformation. When you begin with your mind and alignment, you are limitless and you are powerful. And today we have with us Tammy Vincent. She is an author and a coach. And she is going to talk with us today about overcoming trauma of addiction and alcoholism. So welcome. Thank you. Yes. So share with us a little bit about yourself, your journey, how you got here and what you're going to inspire us with today. Okay. Okay. Well, my name is, like you said, Tammy Vincent, and I am a mother of three grown children. I have a pug. I live in Florida. I'm a wife and everything else. And life is actually pretty, pretty zen right now. I'm pretty relaxed, although it wasn't always like that. So I started, you said, you mentioned I was an author. I started that journey because as an adult child of an alcoholic, I realized, well, two alcoholic parents, I realized that children are struggling so badly right now. And my mission is to reach out and help them thrive through all the chaos, because whether you're five or you're 55, you are always going to be the, a child of an alcoholic if you have alcoholic parents. So there's all kinds of issues to deal with. So that's my mission. Well, we're happy to have you sharing it with us today. And we're going to pull a card for you. Okay, this is your card. What can someone do that makes you feel that you understand that they understand you? Um, just what can someone do that makes me feel that they understand me? They can just connect on a real, real honest to goodness basis. Like really just talk to me like a real person down to earth. Um, Like they're my friend. I, you know, I've spent a lot of time talking about my journey and my story and everything else. And at the end of the day, it's just, I just want someone to feel like a friend to be able to sit and chat. Yeah, I love that. And that's all anybody wants, right? Is to feel seen and heard and acknowledged and, and connection. That's what we seek. There was a, years ago, my stepmom, her mother was sitting in her house and I was telling her something and she literally put her stuff down and looked me in the eye and listened to me. That was the first time in my life I ever felt that feeling of somebody like seeing me and listening to me. And that's what that made me think of when you said that. Connect. That's powerful. It's a beautiful (laughs) thing when somebody does that. Yes. So tell us about... When we spoke before this podcast, you talked about your magic mailbox. I want to share this with people because I just love the story. (laughs) Okay. Well, when I was a teacher, I got into teaching. I I absolutely love teaching. I taught the younger grades. And I started seeing a lot of myself in these children. Just a lot of, you know, I realized there's one in four kids are dealing with some kind of dysfunction in the household. So I realized there's got to be a way to reach these kids, have them trust you, have them come out and just tell you what's going on without, you know, singling them out, without accusing them of anything, without accusing their parents. So what I did is I set up what I called my magic mailbox. So it was a physical mailbox. And I told the children, you know, I don't care if it's your mother, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, whoever wants to help you write these messages and ask questions to the magic mailbox, go ahead and throw the questions in there. Nothing is too difficult or anything. And nobody's going to know that you put the question in there. So we're going to discuss these questions and answer them honestly, but anonymously. 
So I would kind of figure out, I mean, kids are kids. They don't want to ask the questions. They're ashamed. There was a lot of shame in alcoholism and addiction. And I don't, there shouldn't be, but there was. So what I would do is I would feed the questions into the mailbox that I knew the kids needed the answers to, but were afraid to ask. And I did this for, you know, I did it for years. I would go all the way up to high school and be like, come on, guys, humor me. You know, it's Mrs. Vincent's magic mailbox. And even the questions I got from high schoolers, it was just stuff I knew they needed to hear. And it was great because they all thought that somebody else in the classroom was asking the questions. So they kind of would look around and and you could see the vibe like they were trying to figure out who else is having this problem besides me. And so eventually, just based on reactions, they would join their own kind of little group of camaraderie. You know, they would trust each other and they would also trust me because I answered questions. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was thinking even back, you know, as a little kid, you might not know what kind of question to ask. There's so much confusion in your brain. Because I think of myself back then, and we had these journals that we wrote in fourth grade. And I remember just writing about the things that were happening in my house and nobody ever addressed it, but it was some bad stuff happening. But if somebody would have said, write your questions, I wouldn't have known what to ask. So I love that you put the question in there for them to give that as a teaching opportunity. And honestly, me feeding a couple questions would inspire other questions. Because if I would say something like, you know, I went to my uncle's house this weekend and he was really drinking a lot of beer and, you know, he slapped my aunt like it was horrible. Like, what should I have done? I mean, those are the kinds of questions I would feed in there. And then the next thing I would know, I would get, you know, my babysitter is being very, very mean to my little brother. What do I do? And and it just really sparked these, it sparked the questions is what it did. Yeah. So tell us about your book, Overcoming Traumas of Living with Parents of Addiction and Alcoholism. Okay. So the first one and the actual title is just very simple, Surviving Alcoholic Parents. Okay. So the first one is. It's built as a guide. It's an ABC guide to teens thriving in a world of chaos. It is literally just the kind of things that if you lived in a a crazy household with an abusive or addicted parent, you wanted, it was questions I would have loved to have answered. Um, So every letter, it's so simplistically written. It is for teenagers. Um, Every letter is literally a word. So A might be addiction, B might be blackouts. You know, that's one of the questions I had when I was 10 years old, when my mom would say and do terrible things. And then the next day she would, I would ask her about it and she would be like, what are you talking about? You know, you're, you're making this stuff up. And I didn't understand that people got blackout drunk, you know? So when I was writing this book, I was really trying to just answer a lot of questions, things that I wish I had known when I was 10 years old and that I didn't have to wait till I was 25 to figure out. Yeah, or older. Some some people don't even have answers until they're much older, if ever. Yeah, that's right. Cool. So you said that was the first one. Is there a second one? Did you write? Um, the second one actually, I'm just I'm just waiting for it to come out right now. It's being it's published. It's just ready to go and get go live. It's called Helping Children of Alcoholics and Other At Risk Students. And then the subtitle is A Teacher's or an educator's guide to identifying and empowering our disconnected youth. So this one is more geared towards educators, how they can find these children in the classroom and and help them really just empower the whole class. 
uh, without singling them out, without, you know, like I said, accusing them, accusing the parents, but just teaching them, going back to the basics, teaching them empathy and compassion and self-love, you know, through through activities like journaling. And, and I mean, there's a ton of different activities that t- teachers can build into a day without building it into a curriculum, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. So you have just this great energy. I mean, I can tell you are a teacher, you know, you just have that connective ability, but how do you translate that into coaching now? Tell us about your coaching practice. Well, my coaching, at first it was on a mission just to reach these children. So like I had a goal of 2023, like I'm going to reach a hundred thousand children, period. And that's how it started. But then the more I started doing it and the more I got, once I got my first book out, who was actually coming to me were people like, wow, I wish I had known that 45 years ago. I wish I had known that 30 years ago. And it really dawned on me that the coaching part of it is, like I said, you can be 15 or you can be 55. The trauma is the same. Um, And fixing the trauma is the same no matter what age you're at. So at first it started as a mission to reach all these young children before the damage was done. And now it's more like, okay, I can help these people get over some of that damage. I mean, I went through 30 years of my own healing journey. So I've gone through about everything you can do as far as how to heal yourself. And there's a lot, you know, if, like you said, sometimes people don't figure it out. They'll say to me, you know, oh, wow, I never dawned to me why I do that, you know, and I'm like, of course not, you know, unless someone's told you, you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, I'm not a therapist. I never claimed to be a therapist, but I've had people say to me, you know, you've, you've helped me figure out more about why the way I am or why I do the things I do in 18 minutes than my therapist did in 10 years. And I'm like, because they never lived in a household like you lived. Mm-hmm. So I can reach them. I can help them. And, you know, there's, there's a great therapy's great. But what I notice a lot of times with coaches or healers and things like that is they, they have the, it's less talk therapy and talk therapy is great because sometimes we need to understand it. And there's some people that just have to talk it out because it's looping and looping and looping and looping and looping and they got to talk it out. But to, to when coaches and healers incorporate mindfulness, so it's becoming aware of your feelings and understanding what in the heck is even happening and going on as far as your feelings go. And, and that's why I will always seek coaches who are healers and mindfulness type stuff far fast first and foremost before anything else and recommend that before anyone else. Um, What do you have to say about that? Like what's your take on, on that side of it? Talk therapy versus like teaching that mindfulness and understanding your feelings and your emotions. I guess that would be emotional intelligence. You know, it's Right. It's, it's funny because I did a lot of the, I did, I went to therapy and I did all that and I went to the Al-Anon groups and I went to the ACOA groups and I did all that, but it wasn't until someone brought me back to, you know, um, just like you said, be aware, be in the present, like, and also the fact that you have to deal with a lot of the past and a lot of coaches can do that easily and simply, you know, you, you can, you can do some inner child work and you can get back to the basics of, who you are without having to do therapy. You know, I don't need necessarily, I mean, I did do a lot of therapy, but I literally feel like I, if had I known had this self-help explosion been going on, you know, 
30 years ago instead of just the last like 15, I feel like I could have gotten a lot farther, a lot quicker, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So how can somebody find you or work with you? What does working with you look like? Um, work, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I, you know, basically just reach out to me on my website, which is just TammyVincent.com. And I just basically, I set up programs for whoever you need it. I kind of like to say that I meet people where they're at because everybody is at a different place and get them to where they're going. So it might just be, I need one little mindset fix or one little mindset hack for one little thing, or it could be, I need to go all the way back and start at the beginning. I literally don't even know who I am. I have no self sense of self-identity. I have no coping skills. I mean, there's all kinds of, I mean, I could list a thousand traits that you will develop when you grow up in a crazy dysfunctional home. But so I just tailor everything to the individual person. So it could be a week package. It could be five months. It could, I've had people just say, I just want six sessions in the next, you know, 45 minute sections and sessions in the next year. I don't care when I use them. I just, when I need them. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> not a problem. So really just reach out to me and I just deal with everybody one-on-one -on, -one on whatever they need. Yeah. I can see that being a thing, you know, just knowing that you have somebody there that you can reach out to feeling like somebody that supports you and gets you because things can get hard, but sometimes you feel good. And then you start feeling like, oh, what's going to go wrong? So you can reach out even in those times so you don't go back into those patterns, you know, those sab sabotaging patterns when things are good. So, yeah, having somebody. And, and sometimes, exactly. And all my coaching includes, you know, an email, like just, con you know, I will respond within 24 hours if you just email me. So it's a direct connection anytime really they need it. Because a lot of times it's just, Oh, I'm stressing out a little bit. And then, you know, it's, what do I do? I just need to breathe, you know, just go outside, walk with me. <laughs> Let's go breathe. So, yeah. So it all includes email support all the time. So, which is nice. Yeah. Like your virtual magic mailbox. <laughs> exactly. And I always have my magic mailbox up and a lot of, it's amazing. The, the children that still reach out that use my magic mailbox or, you know, quote on the magic mailbox. And it's just anonymous way to, to do questions. I've started a new Facebook group, which I'm just getting started, but I'm starting to answer those questions live as well as anonymously with the person that sends them to me. Because I figure if one person has the question, uh, probably a thousand people have the question. They just yeah. don't know to ask it. Right. I always say that too. Just don't ever be afraid to ask a question because there's probably all the other people in the room afraid to ask the question. So that one person that can be brave gets it answered for everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, we will put your contact information in the description of this episode so people can reach out to you and join your group or work with you however they want to. But it's great to have you on here. And thank you for sharing with us. Thank you very much. You have a good one. Yeah, we'll see you on the next one.